1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. You hear him every afternoon on 88.9 Moody Radio, 4 p.m. His name is Rob West. He is the host of Faith and Finance Live, and he comes on the air with us for this little tiny version of something called Faith Fi Chat. And it is always good to have you with us, Rob. And and just so you know, Rob, we're going to spend a few moments just getting to know you a little bit. Now, as a follower of Christ, my friend, these really are things that we need to know about you and your faith. Oh boy! Are, are you following kind of the yeah, frame of the questions? I, I'm yeah. sure. Yes, exactly. I, I'm following. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So, Rob, here's the first question. Okay. If you were a donut, what kind of donut would you be, and why? Because <laughs> that because that has everything to do with my faith. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You we're eat a or Christian drink. station, man. We got to get it back there yeah. somehow. <laughs> Whether you eat or drink, you have to do it all for the glory of God. So. That's exactly right. Uh, I think I would be the sprinkle donut, you know, the the glazed with the icing and the sprinkle on top. Because you know, at the, most days I'm just kind of, I mean, I'm Rob the money guy. But you know, every now and then there's a little excitement in the money topic, oh. and so. That sprinkles the extra flair on top. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for that, Rob. Love going deep here with you, my friend. Yeah. All right. So um, just as far as your background, um, were you a sports guy? Did you play sports growing up? I did. I was a football player. Yep. Oh. Grew up playing uh, football. And then, you know, when I had kids, my boys started playing baseball. And so baseball was really never a part uh, of my life. And so it got into baseball. Then they switched to basketball. And so, yeah, we're always doing something. My girls are dance. One's a dancer, one's a soccer player. So there's a lot going on around our house that's sports related, but, um, uh, yeah, I grew up playing football personally. Okay. Okay. Right. That so sounds fun. Absolutely. Though. Follow-up question. Position? Center. Yeah. I was oh. the one that snapped the ball. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very pivotal on the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so when you're relaxing and you're eating your sprinkled donut, yeah. what what type of music do you like to listen to? Yeah, so I like a, a good range of music. So I like country. I also like um, worship, and mm. so I'm, you know, you might find me listening to Passion or you know Hillsong or um, I mean, I like a pretty wide range. Okay. Okay. So very eclectic when it comes to music, and and then here here's another light and fluffy question for you, Rob. Um, who do you look to as your spiritual mentor? Yeah. So I've had some incredible mentors in my life. I mean, one of those is Ron Blue. Mm. Um, so he's been kind of my professional mentor, and that's been just an amazing 
blessing to me personally. Uh, and then in my life, I've got uh, an accountability partner that I've had for two decades, and uh, we meet regularly and um, you know hold each other accountable. But he's been really influential in my life. And then my dad in my early years was really he and I were not only you know father son, but we worked together. So we mm. were partners in business and. You know, my dad is my hero still to this day, and he um, taught me really most of what I know about business. And Rob, let me just ask you this. Just taking a look at the economic climate right now, uh, for many, it just looks bleak and is getting bleaker and it's creating anxiety, it's creating fear. And, and as followers of Christ, we're not supposed to be fearful, but that's where that's we right. find ourselves. So how do we work through this? Yeah, it's a great question. And you're right. I mean, with everything swirling around us, it is more common than not that we're slipping into these anxieties. You know, the late Larry Burkett used to say this. He would say, our anxieties usually are not related to the lack of things, but to the loss of things. Larry would go on to explain that one of Satan's favorite tools to discourage God's people is the question, what if? What if questions lead right down the road to fear? Maybe you've asked one of these recently. What if the economy gets worse and I can't pay my bills? What if I don't have enough for retirement? What if I lose my job? You know, the problem with what if is it makes us think about what might go wrong in the future. Well, the reality is we can't see the future, but we worry about it anyway. And worry leads to fear and fear is a spiritual trap because it's the opposite of trust. You see, when you and I stop trusting God, you're right where the enemy wants you, taking your eyes off the goodness of God and focusing on your own problems and circumstances instead. So it's all about perspective, fear or trust. Now, the antidote to fear, well, when anxiety takes over, we really need to turn to God's word for encouragement. There's a few passages I'd love to share today, and then I think there's also some practical steps that we can take to replace fear with faith. Yeah, if you could do that, because you're speaking right to my heart right now. So I appreciate that in you, Rob. And uh, the, that question, what if, it, it's a powerful question, can lead you down a road that uh, I think you just mentioned it. The enemy wants you down that road, but yeah. God's calling us back. What are some of the scriptures that uh, you would be sharing to bring us back and get our focus back on the Lord? Yeah, so John sixteen thirty three comes to mind. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. You see, when financial worries seem overwhelming, it helps to remember that we don't ever have to be afraid. We can endure any troubles with confidence that God is good. Isaiah forty one thirteen. I am the Lord your God who upholds your right hand, who says, do not fear, I will help you. You see, God is in control of all the details and he'll provide what we need at just the right time. And then Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life, whom shall I dread? You see, the enemy wants us to worry about what we might lose, but in Christ, we gain so much more. It's not just that he's the access to our abundance, he is our abundance, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we just have him, that's enough. And we can be reminded of that when we get fearful. So good to go back to scripture to find that reassurance in times when we do feel 
uh, weak and, and scared and, and anxious about what could happen to us and our families. And I know lots of people are struggling with that right now. And so, uh, again, I just want to call out to you, if you have a question and you would like Rob to answer, text us 423-629-8900. And Rob, I, I have a, a question just, just about the market because uh, there was a little bump in the market. This seems like they were waiting for just dreadful news coming down from the Fed, but that didn't quite trickle down. And it seemed to create a little bit of a spark. Um, so, so is that something that that is normal? Were they really fearing that uh, more interest hikes were down coming our way, or, or what, is is this something deeper than that? Yeah, this is all about this bounce that we've had, and we've had some real strength in the market the last week or so, is all a result of the inflation numbers coming in cooler than expected. And so uh, basically what we're seeing is that the what the Fed is doing in terms of these rate hikes is working. It's a delicate balance, right? Because normally if you were to have this many rate hikes this quickly, you would always see a recession result. The thing that we have different this time is that the average American consumer is still flush with cash uh, from the COVID, you know, for all intents and purposes. So, for instance, I was um, at a an event the other day where um, the president, uh, excuse me, the CEO of Bank of America was speaking, Brian Moynihan, and he said, you know, what they're seeing is that the average depositor who had two to three thousand dollars before COVID as an average daily balance still has an average daily balance today of about $13,000. And the reason is because of all that stimulus, all those checks, they don't, haven't made their you know student loan payments in a couple of years. So because of that, the American consumer is still spending and keeping this economy going despite these high interest rates. And so as we see the economy hold up and continue to grow, as we see the consumer largely still pretty strong and the fact that inflation is coming down, and that was that latest data we got in the last week, all of that has uh, given the markets encouragement that, well, maybe the Fed is done raising rates here sooner than we thought. Maybe rates will start coming down and maybe we're going to have that soft landing and miss that recession next year. All that still remains to be seen, but the market at least likes what it's seeing. Okay, so Rob, <laughs> I have to come in here mm-hmm. with, I don't think that dad included my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. 13,000 is the average? I mean, we're seeing, at least in our area, so many people, we're just, you know, as we get ready for Thanksgiving, we have a food drive coming up for the hungry and homeless. We're seeing exponential amounts of people who are homeless on the streets in our area who have uh, been priced out of their homes or maybe other social issues they're struggling with, they're going on. And it's rough, like people's rents up and and people are trying to figure out how they're going to pay or how they're going to move in with someone. So I'm, I'm really shocked by this. The statistic here. Yeah. So, I mean, again, this is on the whole. I mean, remember, there's a lot of folks hurting right now. Inflation's high. Things are more expensive than ever. Rents up. As you said, the housing market is really challenging right now with high interest rates and home prices are up. But when you look across the whole, it's surprising to see how this economy is still continuing to perform. Mm -hmm. And it really comes down to the consumer continuing to spend 
And again, it's a lot of that is just because on the heels of COVID, there was so much stimulus there Mm -hmm. that they're on the whole folks still, you know, have more cash than they had, you know, previous to the pandemic, prior to the pandemic. That doesn't mean there aren't a lot of folks that are hurting and it's not a difficult time. It is for many, but we're in this kind of delicate balance right now where, you know, we still see a strong labor market. I mean, unemployment is very low and uh, the consumer's continuing to spend, at least for now. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You're hearing some good news from Rob West. And <laughs> it just seems like perception might not be the same yeah. as reality in this. And then say somebody's on the, the downside of, of those numbers and they are struggling right now, Rob. What are some practical things that they can put into place so that they can really start riding their ship, so to speak, as we're heading into this uh, the last couple of months of this year? Yeah, well, at the core of everything is we've got to spend less than we earn, right? So we've got to go back to that spending plan. It's easier said than done, but we've got to really be re- realistic about what are we actually spending. You know, if if our expenses are up, well, do we have a plan? Do we have that budget? And can we rein in spending so that we're living below what it actually takes? So we've got some margin to fund those goals because really we need to rebuild that emergency fund if we don't have it. The goal is three to six months expenses. If you've got credit card debt and you know we're now over one trillion, uh, one trillion owed on credit cards. Uh, I mean it's it's through the roof and. You know, so if you've got four, more than 4000 in credit card debt, I would encourage you to check out a debt management program. Our friends at ChristianCreditCounselors.org can help with that, get those interest rates down. I think the key is just to be realistic about where are you at right now, and then let's create a plan going into the new year to live within God's provision and make some steps toward ultimately building up that margin, getting that emergency fund in place, and then starting to truly make a uh, progress in paying off our debt.